Bread comes in many different varieties, but the only bread that nourishes our souls, hearts, and lives is Jesus Christ. Bread of Life is sponsored by the Bread of Life Fellowship of Boise, Idaho. You can contact us by calling us at 208-331-4096. That number again is 208-331-4096. Join us now for the Bread of Life. Here's Joel Van Hoogen. Front and center in the evangelical church's sanctuary used to sit the pulpit. Now, just as often, it's a guitar stand, but really the pulpit has traditionally occupied that place in the evangelical Protestant church. The reason for this is that the life of the church is to rise out of the preaching and teaching of God's Word. If you're a member of such a church, preaching still should be at the center of its activities. We follow the apostolic pattern in which the early church continued steadfastly together in the apostles' doctrine, fellowship, the breaking of bread, and prayer. But it was the apostles' doctrine, the preaching, that came first. That being the case, it will be important for you to develop an idea of the standard for good preaching. And for that, I suggest we let our standard be set by the Lord Jesus himself. He was, after all, a preacher. Would you take your Bibles and turn to Matthew chapter 4? And we just have one verse that we're going to read this morning. It's Matthew 4, 17. From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The title of our message this morning will be Jesus the Preacher. Because you're going to throughout your lives, if you remain true to the Lord Jesus and you follow the direction of the author of Hebrews to not forsake the assembling of yourself together, throughout your life, either going to have opportunity to preach or at least going to be sitting before those who are being obedient to God in that call. And so I want to talk about preaching and how it should go forward. And I want to talk about from the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me give you a definition for preaching. Preaching is a royal declaration to people through a person to the extensive ramifications of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'll repeat it. Preaching is a royal declaration to people through a person of the extensive ramifications of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The preacher is an ambassador bearing a message from the throne of God. Preaching is... God's Word applied by God's Spirit through God's messenger to turn people into God's full salvation. And the act of preaching assumes the idea that God has a message that He desires to be heard and a message that God desires us to respond to. It's a message that is uniquely and wonderfully crafted for every part of a person. It is a holistic message. It is meant to impact the totality of those who are receiving it. So it will impact what you feel. It will impact what you know. It will impact what you are to be. It will impact what you do. Because this message is to impact the totality of those receiving it, it has to impact the totality of the one declaring it. You'll not preach if you have a divided life. If you have a heart and a head that are not on the same page together, you'll never really know what it means to be preaching. God's message calls for the whole of a person to be brought into conformity to the whole of God's gospel. And in order to speak this message to people, 
the whole of the person delivering it, the whole of the person bringing it forward, has to have all of his being surrendered and submitted to the will of God. One of the things that a preacher ought to do before he steps forward into a pulpit is to ask that the Spirit would completely and utterly fill him. One of the things you have to know about how the Spirit works is he can't fill something that's already full. And so there has to be in the mind of the person that comes forward before individuals to proclaim God's word, the idea that they have to be completely emptied of themselves. The idea that God has to be the one occupying the space of their life. God doesn't remove us from our own accountability. This doesn't assure that everything we say is inerrant. We don't speak ex cathedra when we preach. We speak always like parents do with their children. Your children will get older and show you all the things that you did wrong. And the truth is you won't be able to debate with them. They'll likely be right. We do things that are wrong. But even so, we say, Lord, unbeknownst to me in certain areas of my life are those areas of weakness and failure, those areas where I come up lacking, those areas of presumption, Lord Jesus, to the extent that your Spirit has made known to me my weakness and the extent that your Spirit has made known to me my sin and the extent that your Spirit has made known to me my selfishness, I surrender all that I am to you. I want to be filled with you. I want my very being to be occupied by your power so that I might speak out of your fullness to those who need to be brought into your fullness. To the extent that you're doing that, you're actually preaching. To the extent that you're not doing that, you're just exercising your tongue against somebody's eardrums. I mean, you're not really doing anything. And in this passage, what we read is this. Jesus began to preach. Jesus began to preach. In a moment, we'll consider what his application was in his preaching. But for now, let's make this just our first point of consideration. That is, the Lord Jesus was a preacher. The Lord Jesus was a preacher. And as such, he is the preacher. All gospel preaching after the Lord Jesus Christ must now ground itself in all that he is and all that he does. All gospel preachers must find their inspiration in the preacher. They must find their model in the preacher. They must find their standard. They must find their very source of information from the preacher Jesus. And so, in looking at Christ as a preacher, the question that we might want to ask, since his life was so unique, since his very nature and being has established him as a person singular throughout all human history, how can this person who rises up and is so singular in his personality, in his presence, in his power, in his presentation from all other people, how can he speak to us? How can he communicate to me? So the question we have to ask is, what makes Jesus, the Lord Jesus, perfectly suited to preach to others? There are three observations we're going to make. And the first one is this. He, above all others, knew human life. He, above all others, knew what it takes and what it is that makes us truly human. Christ was not part man, but he was all man. He was not just a man, but he was a man who was perfect and sinless in every way. He was all that a human being was to be, without any of the wear and tear of sin or moral compromise, without any of the coding of selfishness that all of us wear. All of us wear. He was so perfectly a man 
that there was and still is no part of his humanity that is dulled or that has dulled or desensitized him from knowing all that made him truly human. The fact is that, on the other hand, all of us, because of our sinfulness, have moral and spiritual blind spots that actually obscure us from seeing what really makes us who we are, that actually defines our humanity. And because of our sin, we have moral and spiritual blind spots that keep us from seeing or understanding or evaluating what makes other people human as well. We see people through the opaque selfishness of our own sinfulness. And as a result, it's hard for us to gauge what really makes them who they are, what really is an expression of what is essentially their humanity. This wasn't the case with Christ. He had no moral compromises in his life. He had nothing that compromised and clouded his nature as we have. Because of this, he was able to look into human beings and he was able to see to the depth of their life and he was able to understand them as they were and as they were to be and what made them, what made them essentially human. We oftentimes, when we see people who are doing things wrong and things that upset us and anger us and particularly things that totally insult our own idea of right and wrong, we'll say that person is not even a human being, they're an animal. That's not true. That's not true, they're human beings. And Christ never lost sight of the humanness of those that he approached. In other words, because he was so pure and because he was so holy and because he was sinless, there was nothing that kept him from knowing his own humanity and as a result, nothing that kept him from knowing the true humanity of others. We would put it in modern terminology and we would say that the Lord Jesus was completely in touch with himself. He knew exactly all about his humanness and as such, he also knew about the humanness of others. He was the deepest of all humans, the ultimate human, and so he knew and still knows all people. It was this reality that made him able to speak to people in probing and meaningful and authentic and authoritative ways. Let me make an application to this. And this will be helpful to you whether you think your preaching takes place behind a pulpit or whether it's in a dialogue or conversation with your family members or whether you have the opportunity by God's grace to present the gospel to a neighbor or a friend or those who don't know Christ. The idea that the way that you connect with people is by somehow sharing in their sin and their fallenness is not true. It's not true. Your sin and your fallenness is not an aid in your ability to preach and communicate God's truth and gospel to other people. It is an obstacle. It gets in the way. You put two people together who are broken in the exact same place and they will do only one thing. They will find an identity at that point of brokenness, but they won't at that point discover their true humanity. The more you grow in holiness, the more you grow in Christ-likeness, the more capable you will become in connecting with other people. Jesus was the truest of all preachers, and it was his humanity and perfection that allowed him to connect and speak plainly into the lives of people with precision and power. And if you want to be able to truly touch the lives of others and speak to them in a way that reaches to their hearts, you'll need to be brought more and more into the conformity to the life of the Lord Jesus Christ. Guard yourself 
against the individual or the preacher who somehow tries to connect with people by just telling them, I'm just like you. I run in the same, you know, the same dog life. I run with the same pack as everybody else. I got the same problems. Who says after he's preached this message and he's laid God's conviction upon you, you know, but which one of us is perfect? We all fail. We all struggle. And there he draws us back from the very humanity and life that God calls us into. No. Wherever we might know that we fail in these places, we ought to be before the Lord Jesus on our knees saying, Oh God, wash me and cleanse me. Take these things from me entirely. To the extent that you make known my sin, bring to me the knowledge of your forgiveness and cleansing that you might fill that point in my life so completely that in your life and in your power I might speak precisely to others and touch them at the point of their very humanity. As you yield to the Lord Jesus and as you let him shape his holiness in you, you are conditioned to gently and powerfully and persuasively speak into the lives of others a message that will impact the whole of their being, the whole of who they are and who they were made to be and can become by Christ's grace. Humans are sinners, and that's not a surprise to us. What we forget is that another part of our humanness, even our fallenness, is a desire to be what we're not in and of ourselves, a desire to be righteous. And good preaching leverages that desire when we come before individuals confident that Christ has covered us in His own righteousness and that Christ is working in us a righteous work to His glory. That's positive, victorious preaching. You've been listening to The Bread of Life, a ministry of the Bread of Life Fellowship in Boise, Idaho. For a copy of this broadcast, just call us at 208-331-4096. Until the next time, God bless you.